Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Born and Raised Audio Experience. This one brought to you proudly by Onyx Hunt. If you guys have not downloaded that app, do so. You can save 20% using the promo code BRO, but uh, we used it daily on this trip. Uh, this whole series, we, we filmed turkey hunting in the leaves, in the hardwoods, in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, pretty excited. We went to Kentucky, West Virginia, and Ohio on this trip. And we were joined by the hunting public and the untamed, or more or less, we joined them in their uh, native environment. And we had a chance to sit down one night and just kind of talk hunting stories, um, both the un- Josh from the untamed, and then we had Zach, Jake, and Hayden from the hunting public, joined by myself, Cody, Noah, and Eric. And we, we just had a ball. Honestly, it was one of those evenings we were tired, but we sat down and just hearing some of the experiences these guys have had in the woods, whether it's turkey hunting, bear hunting, elk hunting, all the scenarios we talked through. And it was just a good time. Um, I think the one that stuck out is hearing Josh and his wild encounters um, as a hound hunter. So sit back, enjoy this listen, and uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. So the first time, <clears throat> Zach's like, hey, I want to do a podcast about Elkhorn. I'm like, sweet, awesome, stoked. So we get on Zoom, and we're talking through and just getting Zach. And he's like, okay, going to hit record. And all of a sudden, it was like, welcome to the THP podcast. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I called him out, and he's like, Really? I'm like, absolutely. You have a podcast voice. Well, what? You know, just like, it's, it's, he got his head. It's, it's hard it's, to do, especially if you don't have other people around, probably, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Doing it on the phone is the hardest, especially when I don't know somebody. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to be on my best behavior. Yeah, I can't talk about gay curse. That's right. That's right. But I'll try. <laughs> my God, it's tough. <laughs> I got it in. Yeah. <laughs> we found out today. Yeah. Yeah, we sure did. So, what happened to you today? Swing and miss. <laughs> you know? But it happens. Yeah, it does. And it was me. I went out and sh- I shot my shotgun right out back here. It's probably the same deal that happened to us the whole time when we were down south and just knocking some rust off. Like, we had a bunch of stuff happen like that oh, yeah. early in the year, too, where it's just like, geez, I'd like to think if it was a little later in the year that went to happen, you know? We had, like, four days in a row where we were just, like, that close. Yeah. Just the most frustrating. Just, like, turkey, a little mis- there's probably a couple little things we could have done different and we probably got a turkey, you know? And, well, and it's, like, one of those deals, that. too, where it's, like, nine times out of ten, you get one in one of those four opportunities right. we had, but we just made these tiny little mistakes, and it was just like, man. So it was a, like, uh-huh. like hard wake up. And that was the first real good afternoon, at least, of hunting I've had this year. I don't oh, know how many you've had. You, you've been oh, yeah, I mean, I've been out a few days, but I've not had 
I've not had response. They're starting to crank up this afternoon. Like we did today. For us. Yeah. And then yeah, this morning, gone. this morning the one was cranked up early. And we pie faced him. Define pie face, because I think <laughs> yeah. everybody in the room. Man, when I, when it sounds like terms. a jello head. When so, they, when so, they, so when I hear pie face, I uh, think you know one popped his head over a ridge and you just pie faced him. Pie like you shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And then you like texted he, and you texted a board that you pie faced one, and so the whole day they just thought that you killed a turkey. Yeah, I was I was wondering why he texted me back. He said, "Good deal." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Man." <laughs> What's that about? Say <laughs> <laughs> like, pie. Come on. We're oh, rolling. Rolling hard. Sorry about that. Should we go around? Everyone say their name, what they do? Yeah, we should. Who they work that. for? No, way, to, way to reorganize everybody. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah, way, way, way to, way to, way to stop room. the can... conversation <laughs> as we get it rolling <laughs> so, we, so we can introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm Josh Hilderton with The Untamed. I'm Jake Hipsman with The Hunting Public. This is like a sports... <laughs> <laughs> Fox Valley uh, Community College, Technical College. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get deep with it. I want to hear. I want to hear everything. Uh, Let's hear a little backstory, Jacob. We from. Uh, This is (laughs) here you go. Yeah, this is Cody Kellum from Born and Raised Outdoors and the Flyway. The Flyway. Free agent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hell right. oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> Damn good one too. That's a free agent. Um, Zach Fairball, <laughs> DHB. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Strand, uh, Born Raised Outdoors, and Flyway. Noah Montgomery, same as Eric and Cody, Born and Raised Outdoors, and the Flyway. So I think just say a little something about the Flyway first because that's a new thing for you guys. Yeah, so we started a new channel. It's called the Flyway. Um, and basically that's where all of our waterfowl and turkey content is going to live from hunts um, to educational videos all across the board, mm-hmm. everything waterfowl and turkey related. And the reason we did that is just to kind of hone on those two things and give them their own space so that they have somewhere to live mm-hmm. year-round for all the waterfowl and turkey guys. You guys are more into that than I guess I ever realized. It's just like you see the elk stuff first. And then yeah, like no, the, I... Th- well, yeah. They, they don't elk hunt for... Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people just thought, like, we only archery elk hunted. And mm-hmm. that was, like, that was the only thing that we filmed and made content about. And then mm-hmm. we did this, all this other stuff yeah. our, you know, entire lives. Mm-hmm. So that... When people see it, like, oh... You're new to turkey hunting. I'm like, well, I've shot gobblers since I was 10, but I'm, you know, (laughs) new to travel turkey hunting. But, you know, waterfowl, I actually had waterfowl more on a pedestal than archery elk for the longest time. Like, that was the Mm -hmm. thing that I loved to do more. That's cool. Yeah. I'm actually the reverse. I started waterfowl and turkey hunting. Started doing that and didn't start big game until I was out of college in my 20s. So, sweet. It's funny. I've never waterfowl hunted at all, hardly. I mean, I've gone, gone a handful of times, and for whatever reason, mm-hmm. just never had much interest in it personally. Josh. But that's the interest in the, that's the cool part about hunting. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a little bit of different interests. Tell, I, tell, about, tell them a little about the untamed. I yeah. thought we were going to talk about waterfowl. I shot a couple of whooping cranes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I've never waterfowl hunted either. No, no. Tried out a lot of opportunities. Not in these hills. No. Yeah, well, I tell you that surprisingly, on the Ohio River, I mean, it's big. Um, but 
I've never, I've just never had the opportunity to, uh-huh. uh, or the time. Yeah. It, you know, it takes time to pick up another hobby, and yeah, I think I'm all full. <laughs> so and my wife thinks so too. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the Untamed? I mean, what do you guys do? What's just your channel? And well, it's exactly what it says. <laughs> untamed, it is the perfect name. You know, it's it's kind of like a uh, a mantra or a lifestyle. I mean. I've lived an untamed life. I've I've had a blast, and that's the way I it just having fun and meeting new people, which I love, and developing relationships. And we uh, really focused on the Ohio Valley with uh, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. It's kind of our focus of deer and whitetail and black bear, but we still we do western hunts for mountain lion and just having a good time. Well, with turkey season rolling, I'm actually kind of curious. We were talking about talking about uh, sharing some hunting stories. I'll, I'll start off with Jake. I want to know about your first turkey hunt as a kid. We're kind of coming off the heels of turkey season or uh, youth turkey season. Uh huh. I'm curious what what got everyone going in turkey hunting. Um, I started going with my grandpa when I was really young, and it seemed like it, it was about when like the turkey populations were probably peaking in the area that I live in. And so, like, I just remember it being pretty crazy where there's just, like, six gobblers on this small property that people have probably seen us on our channel gun hunt on a bunch. And it's rare to see turkeys there now, but, like, when I first started hunting, there were so many turkeys that it'd be nothing to have, like, five or six toms gobbling around down there. So I'd go sit down there with my grandpa, and he was pretty new to turkey hunting, too, just because he hadn't hunted them for a long time because they hadn't been around for, you know, most of the time that he was hunting i guess you know it was older when they opened the season up up there so like he didn't necessarily know how to call real well or anything but he's he's just like a super patient guy so we would just sit there and not really call at all or anything weird but we were just in a spot the turkeys ended up and it was like our yard you know but it's like an opening so we just sit in the yard and eventually the turkeys would come like basically feeding through but it was cool to just watch them move through like real slow you know and they just naturally would come right by into our yard there or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I shot him with a 410. He's standing on the riverbank that we always get out of the boat in. It's just like one one acre that we own on this side of the river, and then the rest is on the other side. we got a canoe across, but shot him right in the yard there. <laughs> it's just like an old trailer home that yeah. we stay in once a year during gun season, so like nobody's ever in the yard. You know, It's just like they don't pay any attention to that trailer but home. But for that habitat, it's like the most perfect cruising yeah. spot for a tom mm-hmm. just right along the river. Yeah. You and know, we did it's out. a natural it, funnel for that's a bird, when I catch them sure. there now. Like since the, there's far few, like far fewer turkeys, I'll, like they'll cruise through there later in the season. Like you'll just I just run a trail camera in the yard and you'll just get a random tom cruising through. You know, it's not and like what it's state there. is that? What's that? W- what state? Wisconsin, oh, just like okay. central Wisconsin. It seems like they're, the turkey population in that area might be on like upward trend though. It seems like they just had some really bad hatches there with cold weather. Probably water flooding in that specific yeah. region too. Yeah. I'm sure makes a pretty big impact mm-hmm. on them too. Yep. Like you that's what my grandpa thought it was like flooding. You know, just a couple of years in a row where mm-hmm. the nests probably failed a lot. You know, got flooded out. Yep. It seems like they had a couple of good hatches there. How'd you start jo- hunting turkeys, Josh? Uh, I didn't. I didn't turkey hunt until after the service. Really? Yeah. So I was 22, 23 before I started, and. I got out of service and season was coming in and the same guy that we talked about that I ground hunted with, yep. they kind of took me under his What's wing. What's his name? Keith Alfrey. Keith. And uh, 
he's a big turkey hunter and he said well come on we'll go and i said hell yeah let's go <laughs> you know and then we hunted and like the same type of um i just what i was getting the reps in so like i knew how to hunt but like never knew how to hunt turkeys and we'd have encounters and they put out there and Keith would be like, hey, man, you can't do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you can't have your it. face mask down over your nose. You know, they're going to see you. Uh-huh. You know, you can't move like that. Why were you moving? <laughs> you know, and just used to deer hunting, basically. right? Yeah. Probably. Like we we grinded that whole season. And I, he called he called a bird in for me. I think it was the second or third to the last day. And like I was war crying. Like, <laughs> just super stuck <laughs> and I mean I'd heard so many birds that season and <clears throat> and ended up uh, getting that bird and like I was hooked from there and so been turkey I mean I love it is I that mean, close to here somewhere yeah just just on the right on the other side of Logan that's cool yeah. and now like it's one of my funnest times of the year mm-hmm. and you know and Brody my son helps me with that because he's like hooked into it um so yeah that's that's how the story went man and the rest is history <laughs> what's uh, that what's that what were the turkeys like or no turkey numbers like or, around during when you started compared to now like how has that changed or has it changed much at all honestly i, I like i don't know the scientific numbers i've killed every bird since every year since so I, you seems know, like there's enough you, around and, yeah and we've killed you know you killed two two gobblers Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and there's there's probably a lot more turkey hunters now mm-hmm. than what there were before, but I think I think the numbers are good. That's good. Who's next, Ben? Yeah, let's hear Ben. <laughs> yeah, it was I think I think it was like the end of high school, May of high school year. We went out with Zach. I think I don't know for like one day, but then really college. Maybe yeah. we started hunting together in college. I think that one day too, you had this. Tell him the real story. Don't make stuff up. <laughs> Wasn't it prom night for you? Oh, you yeah. got real drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A few Guinnesses. <laughs> Next morning wasn't really. Uh, it was like super successful productive. too. You know, one of those mornings where you spend. At the prom or the morning hunt? Look at that smile. Yeah, so. he's starting to blush. <laughs> Reminiscing over there. <laughs> Reflecting. Reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure, though, that was like the first the first couple times the first time or two it was like that and then, you know like you said college was when we really started like doing it a lot together yeah, your dad didn't much. ever turkey hunt though. no we never really went out when did you kill your first one freshman year of college I think I think so yeah you we still hunt, the, you still hunt the same spots what's that you still hunt the same spots was that up around Not at, really. uh, Athens around where our parents are from yeah mm-hmm. We've you guys are both years, from Ohio. Yeah, over the years we've hunted like so many different public land areas too. Like mostly, like we've in- never really got too attached to anything, which is kind of nice. We've got like the old classics, 
You know, Any details on those areas? Yeah. Do you want the coordinates on here? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's stuff now that we used to hunt and kill turkeys on that we wouldn't... You'd have a hard time getting us to go there. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. And we were laughing. I think it, I think it was you and I were laughing about the uh, like pressure we used to deal with and how we would never... We would just be like, we got to leave this place. You know, we'd be hunting and we'd see, like, three guys walk across the field on public land, like, while, like, we're listening to a turkey, and it's just, you know, we would choose to hunt less pressured areas. Now, mm-hmm. we've gotten better at finding less pressured areas, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those are those were, the college days, I think, for both of us were just really fun times, because we got to do it so much compared to when you're in high school. You only get weekends, mm-hmm. and I played baseball. I don't know if you play any sports in the spring. Do you play baseball, Jay? It's like, dude, it's so hard to <laughs> You got go a half hour in the morning before school and a half hour yeah. after practice, maybe. Well, and I couldn't hunt. We couldn't hunt yeah. afternoons in Ohio. So it was like, mm-hmm. and where I grew up, we didn't have turkeys. I mean, you did have them along the river, but very, very few of them. So, like, we had to travel mm-hmm. to hunt public land. But when I first started, I was hunting with my grandpa. It was like five or six i'd sit with him and i know when i was six years old i started sitting with the gun it was a little 410 with a red dot on it and i hunted and i missed them i remember shooting the turkeys and missing them <laughs> i don't know how many i think only two or three <laughs> honestly looking back on it it's like i really don't even hardly remember a lot of that it was that long ago and like for a long time i really remembered it i remember like shooting at turkeys and watching them run away but i don't remember all the details of the hunt because i honestly i'm proud i'm sure i was just so young i was just falling asleep probably wasn't even awake for half of it i'd just sit down at the tree early in the morning probably fall asleep and then when i was 10 i had killed a deer when i was nine now after trying and missing and you know had been missing turkeys and it was the spring after that i was 10 and I was, like, bounded and determined, you know, I'm going to kill one of these turkeys. And when I shot my first one, me and my dad were going to go that morning. And I think we woke up, walked all the way out there, and it started storming bad. And we walked all the way back to the house. And like, went back to bed. And it was just getting daylight. And I remember, I remember landing on the floor, looking at the window, just like, please stop raining stop raining it did we went out the turkeys i remember seeing them down in the woods moving down just kind of picking up hens as they went and there's three toms in a line and they were just leading the whole group up and they eventually just worked their way right up the gun range and my dad saying you know well his memory of it is you know take the safety off and whatever you're on them boom and i just you know just went ahead and shot them <laughs> Got my first time. I was ten years old, so I tried some, you know, some seasons. And I'm not saying that was ten days of hunting. It might have only been two or three, but still, it was, you know, some attempts. And then um, when I turned twelve, we hunted that property for one more year. When I turned twelve, we lost permission there, and we just didn't have any other places that had turkeys really. So we just started hunting public. Me and my dad, and, and he had always hunted public land turkeys with. Like my dad and our buddy Rich, mm-hmm. um, but then that's all we hunted. So then, since then, you know, across the state, we just hunted as much of it as we could. 
What about you? Man, it's, it's fun uh, just listening to you guys' stories. I'm, I'm, it's to take me back to my first successful turkey hunt, but I rode the struggle bus for two solid years. Um, I wasn't raised in a hunting family. So How my, old are you? Me, I'm, I'm thir- uh, I was 15 when I started. 15. Killed my first turkey at 17. Okay. But for those first two years, you know, my, my dad was super helpful. He'd, we'd drive over, we'd go camping. I'd research where we should go turkey hunting, and, of course, it was, like, the most heavily hunted wildlife area right. in the state. You know, that's <laughs> where, you, where you, like, research it, and then it's just, like... Yeah, there's a bunch of birds here, and like everybody sees that same post. It was in, it was in the, the fishing hunting news. It was I mean everything you looked at like this is where you go. It's on forums. Yeah, so we, <laughs> exactly. So we go. You know, we did it for two seasons, and looking back, made a lot of good memories. But I mean, just I would locate from the bottoms. Oh, I would walk yeah. across open fields. I mean, my everything was just atrocious. And so finally got the invite from a neighbor of mine who actually ended up killing my first duck with him and my first turkey. And uh, he goes, hey. You want to go for a long weekend? We'll go over to Northeast Oregon, which is like a seven-hour drive, a town called Halfway. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to go with you, you know. And we do the long drive, get there in the dark, and uh, I remember I was just jacked. You know, I'm like, I'm going with somebody who knows how to turkey hunt. And I remember that first morning we set up, and I ended up hearing like probably three or four gobblers all together. They're all roosted together. Set up in the morning, nothing happened. They all flew down, pile of hands. Long story short, we sit there forever, and I'm just going, what are we doing? I mean, I, I would have been... I would have put four miles on my boots in the first hour, just you know, running around trying to find these things. And I'm listening to his calling, and I'm like, man, he calls a lot different than me, a lot less. You know, I'm just, I'm just kind of picking up on it. Well, finally, mid-morning, we ended up moving to the spot where he's like, hey, they like to come in here midday. And we set up, and all of a sudden, half an hour into the, his calling, a bunch of hens start coming in. And that was pretty cool to watch. I'm like, that's, that's cool. He goes, yeah, there's no, no, no gobblers, just, you know, wait. All of a sudden, this bird hammers right behind us. <laughs> I have so vividly remember sitting there, and I'm just shaking. I'm like, oh, it's happening. It's happening, you know. And he ends up, ends up coming behind us. So I had to sit still the whole time. I can hear him drumming. He's gobbling. And finally, he loops around. And guess where I get a shot and I end up killing him. But just, like, watching how it all played out and then what I was doing before that. And, like, learning from Oh, yeah. And I'm just look, looking at it going, I was terrible. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. But from that moment, watching how that bird reacted and watching how the whole thing went down, I was hooked. So What was the gun set up on that? I guess I... Forgot to ask. That's so, a, I think that's Remington 12 gauge. Um, I think I had like a, a duck choke in there. I mean, 870? 870. Is there any other kind? Absolutely. <laughs> it was the old, the old, the old, the old boat paddle. That's right. And uh, I mean, looking back, like now, I, mean, I, I just took my son out for his first turkey hunt. I mean, we had, the, we had practiced, we had the gun patterned. I just grabbed a gun, yeah, got a box I of turkey shells. A lot of people probably did back jump. in the day. There's yeah. a lot of good information out there now. And, and honestly, a lot of people probably do start that way. Yeah. The reason I got the gun that I got is so just so I could take, when I'm taking people out back around home, like nobody has a turkey gun set up. So I can just give them that and be like, here you go, just shoot this. Yeah. Like, this will work. No. no, it was a lot of fun and yeah. uh, definitely what got me got me hooked. I think, mm-hmm. I think the part about going with somebody and like noticing that the difference in what you were doing versus what he was doing with more experience is, is really cool because looking at a lot of hunts that I had with you know mentors like you know my grandpa my dad Rich is a big one for me like just you know looking up to certain people that you know are cool enough to take you with mm-hmm. is, is uh, a cool part of that story and uh, something that I you know, try to really take note of and like remember and keep those memories of like all those influences, I mm-hmm. guess. Well, Cody and Noah and I were talking about 
over the last couple of days of hunting, it's, it's fun when you get to hunt with a lot of different people, especially in different areas, because we've learned a lot just being around you guys, listening mm-hmm. how you talk turkey and how your setups, how you locate. Mm-hmm. Um, old sun come up. I mean, that's going to stick. <laughs> that's yeah. that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I mean, literally. Dude, I've said that yeah. no less than a hundred times. <laughs> that's that's true. And you know, yeah. it's it's just those little things. I I, I truly enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's fun to fun to pick up on new things. <laughs> No, it's your first turkey hunting experience. Monday. <laughs> uh, really? Okay, <laughs> um, last week. <laughs> first, like, grew up hunting private, like, backyard type stuff. Just what My dad didn't turkey hunt. It's pretty much only an elk and blacktail hunter. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, later on, late in high school, I had a buddy... And it's funny that Eric said that because I've known Eric well for a year now, but before then I would just kind of comment on his Instagram posts and stuff. But stalk him? Is that what you're saying? We stalked each other. It was mutual. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mutual stalk. Yeah. Um, the town that he said, halfway Oregon, is where I actually killed my first mountain bird and had my first like mountain turkey hunting experience too. Um, and so, but that was like I hunted them on private. Just it was like. It was what you did in the spring because we didn't have nothing else. And to yeah. be honest, like it wasn't like the first time I turkey hunted, I was I was hooked. You know, it's kind of a slow fall and mm-hmm. still still growing. You know, mm-hmm. but like part of out west is it culturally isn't as much of a stronghold as it is out here. I mean, I yeah. think you guys would agree. It's just especially out <clears throat> east and south. Like even the Midwest is like yeah. more similar to where you're at. I think it's yeah. changing. It's shifting. Now, yeah, like there's dudes who do it and dudes who do it on public and stuff. But it, I would say it's not nearly of like the pop mm-hmm. the population density that that really like hunts mountain birds on on public land and stuff. Um, but that was my first mountain bird experience. Was was out of that same town as as Eric, and it was that was cool because it was before I didn't really give the birds benefit i was like i say too hard you know right. we we're just hunting barnyard stuff uh-huh. and then that first experience was like man this is is one of the deals where the harder it was and the harder it is still it's like the more the more fun it is and more mm-hmm. rewarding yeah. it just adds a total different element to it um but yeah that was my first like real real turkey hunt you know yeah yeah i mean if it was about killing as many birds as you could here in west virginia we'd be using rifles <laughs> some people do yeah. let's talk about that then what do we think about that I mean a little hot topic I think I personally believe it's just unsafe it's like whether or not the really population unsafe. can hold it that's not necessarily in my knowledge talking but about talking about stories unsafe. about people shooting getting getting their decoy shot with shotguns imagine a rifle slinging, slinging in yeah I mean yeah. I, I live here and I can tell you right now, I'm not for it. Yeah, no. I mean, you guys had it's footage not, back in the spring thunder days of the person getting shot with the rifle. Is here in Virginia, I'd imagine. Like, yeah, they were, it, I don't think they got hit. I don't think they got hit, but it was like the bullet <laughs> just enough. goes right through their setup and uh-huh. down a tree. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? Or seen no. That? Remember that? Yeah, yeah these guys the whole thing. They're just, go ahead. In Virginia, and they're like set up in a field and down a tree. They got, I mean, they do have a strutter decoy. Mm-hmm. Guy shoots rifle, goes like from behind them, and it goes through their setup and like hits mm-hmm. debris. You know, debris goes flying. And like a pretty far shot, though. I think I, if I remember right, too. Like yeah, probably I, where I he went really with the shotgun. The details of that, I just remember like yeah, it being crazy. <laughs> I watched that. I was like, yeah, wow, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. So as far as that goes, I'd say that's 
general. I think, I think any, anytime you introduce a rifle when you're up close and personal, like I was just, just thinking about in the state of Oregon, there's times where they have youth cow hunts during our bow season, and they also have these premium tags where people are able to use a rifle, and I'm like, I'm just glad no one ever gets shot while they're in there trying to work a bull. Wow. Especially on the youth rifle hunts. Yeah. And they're in, they're actually in almost every unit in our state. Mm-hmm. There's a youth hunt that goes from August 1st to December 31st. So Jeez. you get a month before archery season. Our archery season opens up the last Saturday in, in uh, August every year. And then, you know, there's youth hunters with <laughs> rifles during archery elk season all across the state. There's in people Cal- in Wisconsin that shoot deer or, or shoot the elk every year, and then they claim they think that they were deer coming in. Can you imagine doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just shot yeah. a deer, but it's like something that's like three times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Colorado, I'm pretty sure when we were archery hunting, somebody in that same area got killed by a muzzleloader hunter. Archery elk hunter got killed by a muzzleloader elk hunter. Jeez. Colin. Wild. Colin, didn't. Colin didn't get killed. No, 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 not call, calling. <laughs> they not calling. They were calling. So I, I haven't got a, just kind of like echoing what Noah said of me growing up. Yeah, I was, it was, was going to circle back. It was all, all good, yeah. Uh, barnyard birds, right? My first experience, um, I actually missed a bird, but it was all private land with my dad and his hunting partner, our tree elk hunting partner, Matt. And he had a, a, a box call with a rubber band on it, so he'd shake it and it'd have a go- you know, make a gobble sound. And these two long beards, we're on this cat road, he shakes it and they literally like step around the corner and just, <laughs> I sat right in the middle of the road and they, I watched them run from 100 yards the whole time. What? And I've got my 20 gauge single shot. <laughs> Click the hammer back, and I don't even think I got it near the bird when the trigger went off. <laughs> <laughs> At 20 yards, missed him clean it in the whistle. No way. And my dad's like, What happened, son? I'm like, I didn't aim. <laughs> I remember the, my reply. Um, but my first bird that I killed was a Jake. How old were you at the time of the first bird? Uh, 10, I think. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 12, uh, my buddy that was older, he was like in his 20s. He kind of mentored me on that, and we turkey hunted together a bunch. Um, I killed a Jake in a pouring down rainstorm, <laughs> like absolutely pouring. We sat on this field edge. There's a sheep pasture, and I remember they just worked worked their way up the edge, and I shot this bird. When he went to step over the uh, sheep fence, it was hot wire. We we're all mm. wet. And he just shocked the crap. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, just like bloody murder scream. <laughs> But like so, and then like through high school and all that, it was we. I switched to bow hunting them, and we shot a bunch of them. But it was all five acres. Like we could get permission on five acres, and they'd roost on the neighbors, and they're going to Aunt Bess's down there to get the feed, and they'd just come through. Um, And actually, honestly, I didn't kill my first public land bird until three years ago, and now I'm like hook line sinker, fully addicted to it. (laughs) I mean, it's. Archery elk, waterfowl, turkey. Yeah. Is like, I, and it's growing to. Watch your mouth. <laughs> it's, a, it's just always like we like we've talked about before, though. It, to me, you can't. Com- I can't at least compare hunting because it's like, well, I'm not archery elk hunting right now. I'm right. turkey hunting right now. Yeah, and exactly. in September, I'm not gonna be turkey hunting. I'm gonna be yeah. archery elk hunting. It's mm-hmm. just you know. No, it. 
Yeah, I would agree. And now getting to hunt them in multiple states and different terrain and habitats, it's just super intriguing yeah. to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, now the Easterns, it's a whole new, I mean, like Eric and I are talking about. They're tonight. just like barnyard birds, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just go from here, going to roost to Aunt Bessie's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and that's, you know, I think part of the deal, like our birds back home, like when we were driving from the airport, we're just scanning. Just mm-hmm. like, why is there not strutters at? Like back home in any open field that's got woods around, like that's where the birds are at. They're on the private, out in the open. I mean, it's just right. totally different. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest differences too we were talking about today is like a lot of our birds, they, they have that barnyard mentality where you might have three or four two-year-olds with a pile of hens and they just kind of stay with that big group of hens all day long. You might try to peel one off, but here you're finding maybe one long beard, two long beards, a couple of hens, and they're spread all over the uh, countryside. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a very different hunt. Yeah. Very different. Mm-hmm. And our turkeys are definitely in very pockets, like high concentrations of population, but in a small area. Mm-hmm. And like, I was trying to think, like, if, if you got no intel at all, and you guys came to Oregon, what it would be like for you to go find, I'm sure you guys would turn them up, but like I've spent hours driving roads, driving roads, finally cut tracks and mm-hmm. and poop. But it's you couldn't look on a map and say, "Oh, there's going to be turkeys here." Mm-hmm. You could run an entire ridge line and not hear a gobble, hop over two ridge lines and find three different pockets of you know twenty, thirty birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we're is. talking like fifteen miles ridge, long ridge. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> and then our birds, it, it's different, like. I've noticed they they just love to gobble. They do. Mm-hmm. They gobble at everything. They they gobble at slamming the truck door. They gobble at honking horns. I mean, they gobble all day long. Sometimes just at everything. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think though too. At the same time, I mean, depending on where and what you want to get out of it, it's the same thing. Like there are easterns that are barnyard turkeys oh, too. Yeah. Absolutely. I got permission to do a bunch of them in Wisconsin. I mean, I could go on some places where they do the same thing it's just a matter of pressure a lot of times it's that, that's like, a like big thing. Like, okay interesting yeah. so like you can have very unpressured easterns and they'll go at the chapdoor slam and i mean we've seen okay. it all before too on on private land and i think that's i think that's a lot of the draw and where turkey hunters do get hooked is you know what i'm gonna start just challenging myself because i don't need to kill another turkey i just need to go and I want to, you know, test my, you know, test my skills by hunting new areas, hunting different terrain, hunting, you know, different mm-hmm. state, whatever it may be. I think, I think that's where people really yeah, start. Yeah, I think to if you asked everybody in. in this room, like if, if if the challenge of hunting was an aspect that they enjoyed, it'd be something they enjoyed. So with turkeys, it can kind of be whatever you want, you mm-hmm. know. Well, I think like our culture, people don't respect turkeys at all mm-hmm. because. The only time you see them, I mean, my, I was talking to my wife tonight, FaceTime, and she's like, so where are you guys heading next? I'm like, oh, we're going to Ohio. And she goes, yeah, I just about hit one in the driveway. Today. <laughs> you know, like, here you are traveling all the way over uh-huh. there to shoot turkey. Yeah. You know? But yes. you, you should go ask permission to someone and tell them, tell them that you're from, you came here from Oregon. Yeah. And they'd just be like, for a turkey? Just like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They'd yeah. probably be able to get on. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'd yeah. probably go, buddy. You flew all the way out here yep. for kill a turkey? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I go to the same door. They go, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. You no. know, just to touch on, like, the area of Kentucky and West West Virginia where we're at, the people we've met in the woods, 
I don't think you'd experience that if you came out to Oregon and how open and well and like hope you you know hope you guys can kill them and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah it's it's just been I've turkey hunters, turkey hunters especially, multiple times in the like. woods where they'll see you walking at them and they just turn around and walk walk away from mm-hmm. you yeah they don't talk, talk to you well in the eastern Kentucky and you know West Virginia especially southern West Virginia I mean not saying because I'm I'm here but they are known to just be hospitable help outsiders they don't you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's always been like that. You can run into the opposite of that, but it seems like it's more yeah. few and far between than, like, the good experiences. There's always have. DHs. Like, you've had, you know, yeah. mostly good experiences with people you run into out yeah. there, especially turkey hunting. It seems like there's, like, a, a lot of time there's just a respect for knowing if someone else is around that you can just go somewhere else, especially if you're in an area where there's enough ground, which there's a ton of it out here, you know. I think the other thing that's interesting is we all probably in some fashion turkey hunt differently now than what we did at one point in our mm-hmm. turkey hunting career for like sure barnyard like decoys like i mean at one point did ben and i just like ran strutter baby like we just like f- were like master in the strutter mm-hmm. like in and the like, same field like a week in a row <laughs> in the same three fields yeah I think that kind of goes along lines along lines of for lots of different types of hunting uh-huh. you know it's like I know in waterfowl probably elk hunting it's like there's you go through the, the beginning phases where you're trying to learn everything absorb it kind of start to master it and then you get to where okay now I can kill them uh-huh. how fast can I kill them how yeah. many I want to tag out the first week mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like well I want to tag out this season but I want to hunt three totally different locations yeah. with three different people I want different to make a goals. difference exactly yeah, it's totally and different. Uh, Twenty nine out of thirty days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah felt my tag on the very last day. But yeah, it's funny the the decoy thing to me because it's just like all of a sudden we we're just like we know what we're doing, and it's like I mean for that, but that was like our only strategy. You know, I thought I think about the one all the time that we killed in that saddle. You know, roosted him up on the power line, and we went in with Logan the next day. Yeah. And they found all the so roosted this bird, which I think I think we were scrambling even because like there was high, high water that year. We were scrambling, went into this like weird little corner, and I ran up there at last night and ran to the top. Bird gobbled, hunted them the next morning, and they stayed just out of sight, but were really close. I'm sure we were poorly calling to them, and um, we kind of moved where they moved to and found a ton of sign in this like really pronounced saddle <laughs> next morning we just went in there like this all of it's so different the gobble call too we get in the saddle and like just uh, of course slap up our strutter decoy which like at the, uh, now i would never do just from safety standpoint mm-hmm. but we were doing it then uh, yeah like i said i don't necessarily suggest doing this because i don't think it's safe totally but um set it up and Bird gobbled and he wasn't roosted in the same spot, but we'd kind of committed to him being there. He ended up being a good 250 or more behind us. And he was gobbling. Like, should we gobble at this thing? And we had this, I think it was a bone collector or flex, flex, flex tone. Flex don't had one for sure. And man, we like, we got pretty decent with that thing. It worked. It worked (laughs) real well. And, we start gobbling to him, and he gobbles right back. Pow, 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 pow. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, he just flew down and cut half the distance, and then just comes, like, 
you know, right into our decoy, standing on top of them by the end of it and shooting them. And it's like, it's so funny now because it's just like how different we would play that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and there really isn't anything, anything wrong with either one. I mean, obviously, if you're using decoys, just be careful. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. It just was like, you know, at that point, I felt like we thought that we had it totally figured out and it's like if you had taken that decoy from us and that gobble call we couldn't hen called that turkey to us i don't think at that point in our careers i don't think we were i don't actually don't think we were that good mm-hmm. at that point the only time we killed turkeys with hen calls is if we'd get like 60 yards for, from them scratch and just go yow, yow. <laughs> you know and that was it <laughs> otherwise it was like we were probably over calling and just sounding mm-hmm. like idiots out there but <laughs> My uh, my turkey hunting mentor Hank, the guy that I killed my first bird with, his saying because I'd call him all of them, and for years I'd call him questions on b- birds were giving me a tough time or new areas, and he always kept saying, "Eric, are you hunting turkeys? Or are the turkeys hunting you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "That's great," because his whole thing was he, he's not a decoy guy. He doesn't hate them, but he's not doesn't use them. And his whole thing is he wants that bird to. You know, yeah. I heard you guys have a placing, you know, placing turkey. Yeah. His whole thing is he wants to basically predict where that bird's going to pop up and where he's going to shoot them. He's like, they got to be hunting you. Because if you're chasing them, you got to flip it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of my favorite things now that I see and predict so much better than even, you know, always even the year prior. But it's like, you look, go back like five years and mm-hmm. it's just like, I mean, I'm thinking of the fog one. You kept putting your gun to the left. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Ben, put your gun right there. That's exactly where that turkey's going to be, I promise. And he was. And it's just like, that's stuff that four years ago, I couldn't couldn't see that. And it's funny, like, how your lens changes looking at the woods like that and just how much more confident you have at that one, you know? I like, that's that's a fun aspect of calling and note decoys to me is you just can predict that route. I think the the setup thing like that is good for any sort like any sort of hunting calling deer hunting yep. elk hunting you know just knowing how to get in a good turkey setup is going to help you when, across the board really as far as like knowing how to call it in where he's got to come within range before he can see where the sound's coming from basically and how do you get to him without him seeing you or you know mm-hmm. making too much noise so i, I got so as soon as he said turkey had it out kind of the same sense i just look at i know he's gonna say it just just say it the similarities of elk hunting and turkey hunting it's crazy it's crazy okay, how similar I, they I, are. no i mean because you have pile of turkey experience and now three years elk hunting uh-huh. and i had a pile of elk experience and three years of turkey hunting and i still like the correlation yeah it's not the same no. because you're chasing a 700 pound elk yeah I mean, you gotta worry about getting the thing out of there yeah exactly <laughs> but like the setup the calling yeah. a lot of well, the same thing you set up on elk and you're, you're ranging your spots and you're like mm-hmm. Man, if he comes through there, it's 32, and you're perfect broadside, and then it happens. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. If, yeah, if nothing else, it's a really great practice for it, I feel like. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I, I, feel, I haven't elk hunted a lot, but I'm glad I've turkey hunted a bunch just for that, for we that reason. The same, we use the same exact strat. How we killed the bull that we did this year, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Five of us. <laughs> five of us, but the three of us that are here, you know, so here that we're part of turkey. Same exact strategy going in. I mean... It's like he went out on that ridge to bed on a flat on that ridge, 
and we basically like roost close to where the turkeys would want to be probably yeah. up there on that and where, but if you, if you could <laughs> yeah. if you could if you could shrink the scale down also where whitetail would yeah. bed it's like the same terrain feature just way blown up mm-hmm. bedded on that they they kind of you know everything kind of tapers down to just a few bugles and it's like well that's definitely where he's bedded we went up and got around him Got the wind coming up in our favor. The wind is the one factor. That's the that's, toughest yeah, thing. That's the toughest difference. difference. Exactly. The swirling winds. But then, um, yeah, just then worked in on him, always staying above him, so we could continue to hear well. I'm just thinking, if a turkey could, if a turkey could smell, you never kill one. I got a thought. I got a thought. Curious. We've got a bunch of bunch of turkey minds in here. Been thinking about this a lot. I think turkeys, you hear oh, all the time, man. Turkeys can see. He's been thinking. Yeah. Turkeys can hear, or can see. Sorry, hear. Oh, that was a mistake. Turkeys can see really well. But I think turkeys can only see really well what's, like, right here. Like, what's inside of, like, 80 yards. Past that, I don't actually think they're all that good at seeing stuff from a distance, unless it's in, like, the wide open. Not as well as an antelope, for sure. No. Antelope can see better uh, long distance, I feel like, after just hunting them one time. I, I always know the gig's up when a turkey comes in. Usually, usually it's a hen. She comes in and turns her head. Yeah. So she can look at you, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's not And good. then she does one of these. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when he does the devil, he's like, up, up. <laughs> Periscope, up. <laughs> You've never seen something like that, have you? Hmm. Yours are always just calm coming in, no idea that yeah. old Josh is sitting over there. Just like this. <laughs> just I don't like, get oh. no chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, been, I've enjoyed. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So last year we came up with this this question. I want to pose this to you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a good one. This is <laughs> a good one. I like so this one. if if you could only hunt one thing, elk. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no it gets okay. way better. So, way better. Yeah. If it's between elk and turkey, but. No, if the that. turkeys were the size of an elk and the elk were the size of the turkeys, they still bugle and do you their own thing, but you could only pick one. So you've got a velociraptor coming in gobbling uh-huh. that's going to literally shake you to Dude, bone. imagine a turkey-sized elk drumming. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do I shoot them both with? Do I have to like, pick a weapon or is it any No, any like at an elephant gun at that point. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I mean, dude, we're talking velociraptors. Yeah. <laughs> or you get an elk that's 20 pounds and comes in and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does it with just like breaks, breaks a little seedling. <laughs> I think turkeys. Oh man, the big turkey. Did you imagine yeah. a turkey-sized elk? Uh, yeah, there'd be no, no, no right. doubt in my mind. Right. Uh, ch- ch- elk-sized elk size turkey. Oh, yeah. Elk-sized turkey. That would be. That would be scary. You'd hear, you'd hear him drumming from like four ridges over. You have the, the tracks. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like it'd be <laughs> like that track that Roy found. I, I feel like I'm going a huge turkey. Oh, yeah, how about yeah, you? Absolutely. A huge turkey. Yeah, I assume the gobble scales up too. Oh yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. <laughs> it blows it blows leaves off trees, man. <laughs> it's a what are you saying? Oh, I'm with the turkey. Yeah, I've never hunted elk, so yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how you clean them. We got to change that. Oh, I'm, I'm, at some point, yeah, we're going to change that. Yeah. yeah, you will, and you'll love it. Yeah, One thing that I've enjoyed hunting up here with you guys for easterns is. Like just like elk, we're always breaking branches, making noise, sound like elk. Here, those leaves. That's mm-hmm. the ticket. That is the ticket. I, I, it's like a whole nother call. Well, I mean, your bird today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we never called at him, but he gobbled. I mean, we scratched. Yep. Of course, I think 
They hear that more than anything yeah. out there, though. I mean, I've gotten to have it in the last two years. We were talking about it today. Uh, as I'm walking, I'm just like kicking my foot and kicking the leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be paranoid about noise hunting turkeys. Then you just realize you can move like a turkey. Well, I don't know about that. I pie-faced a lot of them because I did try to move. <laughs> you can try to move like a turkey. I mean, I have pie-faced a lot because my hearing is questionable. And But, like, I'm t- like two years ago, I wouldn't... You should have told me that before we ran that turkey over this morning, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Josh knows. I'll go I'll, 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 he but when he like, told me the story, he's like, he's like, I don't know if we should go much further. Josh is like, oh, man, we good. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, the bad thing, I'd, I'd moved like 15 yards, and I was like, hey. I need my shotgun. They're <laughs> <laughs> back there on the tree. Right where the bird gobbled from. It was honestly one of those deals that was so close. Like, if he had just, like, had a shotgun and we would have walked around, I think we would have spooked him. Yeah, I think we would have made it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, of course, that's. There's so many highs and lows. Oh, you fired up. You're flustered. Oh. I was flustered. I was just lucky I had the camera in my you head and set it down. And I probably forgot that. You can have a bird. 10 steps and thinking this deal is over and all of a sudden he's up and there it is and it's over so he's sailing across to the next river yeah and then you know Man. you guys ever see something like yeah. that yeah <laughs> pie faced a couple today have you, have you had them open up on you and sell off yeah, I mean, they, have you, have you, <laughs> so many I'm times not, I'm not talking about I'm talking about have you ever seen them go off dead Go off dead. Yeah. No. I don't See, I mean, we were talking about this, like, <laughs> like fly off completely dead. <laughs> oh, I've had them. I've had them catch sail, and their heads are just dangling, and they're they're dead as a hammer. Oh, you mean you've actually? You're saying after post shot? Yeah. Like, oh, no, I haven't had that happen. Like, no. well, that happens here. Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot. Like, if I if I'd have waited, like I should have the day on the second bird, and he, I was telling Jake like. When we got in the truck, I was like, you know, I said, man, you know, I watch a lot of y'all's videos and like, y'all are like, just shoot a bird and then just sit there and talk about it. <laughs> y'all don't even go to the bird until nah, you talk about Josh. it. They, I so, chase them a lot. Well, I'm not saying, but some of you like, just chill. And then, then you go to the bird. You got, I'm not saying that, but like, when I shoot one, right like, I'm getting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've had them. Grab by the head. Yeah, well, I don't grab them by the head. I I, I, do. I grab them right Let's under the spur, and I roll them over, fighting or not. I roll them over on their back, and I sit there and pet their tummy. <laughs> and I tell him how good of a job he done, and go on and go on to sleep, and he'd be okay. That he's providing good meals. And he calms down. And they just sit there, and they die. They don't flop around. They don't try to spur you. You pet on their bellies. They like it. They die in peace. I think you're full of shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, know, you know why I do? You know why I do? Is I've tried it try like it? three times since. <laughs> and it doesn't work. I got, I got one foot on her neck and I'm like, I got this person, I'm petting her belly and it's acting like it's working. <laughs> Holding them down going, say, I told you all. <laughs> But I mean, I, I wouldn't try stuff that watching you all, hunting with you all. I mean, like, I'm probably the oldest one in the group. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. 
But like, I, I'm always asking questions mm -hmm. and trying to learn and just keep on getting better. I mean, I mean, I try to learn something about it off everybody every day. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a cool thing about like something like this where we can bounce around and hunt with each other. It's like you can always learn something. Oh with hell yeah! There. I mean, other than pie facing, like I was always like, "Hey man, we're going to hunt together. Don't don't crack in. Don't rustle any leaves." <laughs> you know, my buddies and like they're like, "Hey dude, chill. <laughs> we're just hunting." I'm like, "No, don't break that twig." You know, but now it's like. <laughs> you know, and, and the bird could be twenty yards, and they don't I, care, dude. I mean, that—that's the thing that if they can't I, see you, that's the thing that I feel that it's so much different. It's the same thing me. with deer when you were in Ohio and you about killed that stud this year. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was all off noise. That's the and coolest that thing got about so intrigued. It's like he came for, for ground hunting deer. Is like you're, when you're out there sneaking around turkey hunting, you realize how it's just sounding like a turkey. How you can get close to deer and the, have them convinced, even you know. Yeah, I mean, elk. yeah. I mean, when when we finally killed that bull this mm -hmm. year, we got Ben, Roy, and Colin just like raising complete hell back there, just yeah. breaking everything, and that's what that's what got the whole scene. Like, because we were calling to this bull, and this bull came up because all. The hell it broke loose and yeah. it was just like a man started the rut started the rut <laughs> i got the rut all fired up in there but Sp same thing with the cows and they went running and we, i think he thought we were chasing those cows and then all hell broke loose yeah <laughs> but, but like when when you're turkey hunting and deer hunting and elk hunting whatever it may be it's just like as you gain experience like you get so much more confident in when you can move and when you can't to the point that it's like it's like yeah, he's right there, but I'm good. I know I'm good. And now uh, there's a point, too, where it's like, okay, he's coming. I got to just, like, settle down and not be moving. But it's like, if there's a turkey, let's say he's just out of sight and he's 40 yards and I can see 15. It's like, if I can tell he's just standing over there drumming, it's like, I'm going to just keep scratching. And if he moves a little bit to the left, I'm going to move my gun that way. You know, if he gobbles over here and I know he's still over there, Move my gun back over that way. What you're describing is we actually we talk about it all the time. It's uh, we call it killer instinct. Mm -hmm. And in elk hunting, it's uh, it's very true because a lot of guys get almost paralyzed yeah. by it. Mm -hmm. okay, I'm setting up here. I got all my ranges. I need that bull to come to me. And there's times where that bull's only going to come so far, and now it's your turn to take it to him. Yeah. And I, I see it all the time when guys it's like, "Will you move?" Oh no, you just didn't come in. I'm like, well. <laughs> You, you can walk towards him. Yeah. You can actually start moving and get keep that wind right and take the hunt to him. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with turkeys, but, yeah, it's... it's I uh, mean, with yeah. turkeys, too, you can even get to a point, and this is, like, it's something I haven't really been done at all this year, but generally at this point in the season, done it at least a time or two, is just get one going and just go all the way to him. Like, shoot him because you're popping up and he doesn't know you're there yet because you've been a turkey the whole way. Like if you just purr and cluck and scratch whoosh, whoosh, and just crawl, like that, turkeys are only this big, you know. It's like they can't see anything. They really can. It's just like you can... And in this this timber, I mean, like the one that comes to mind that you shot in Ohio in 2018 that would gobble, and he just gobbled and gobbled and gobbled and he was down in that hole. Mm -hmm. And we just eventually had to pull the plug. It's like, yeah, I mean, we could sit here all day, but 
if we crawl in on this thing and just be a hen. He gobbled the whole way to us. Like, when he saw him first, he was still strutting. And it's like, you're, you're making all that noise, and you're just being that turkey. And you can do the same thing in any hunting on the ground, like deer or turkey or, you ever, or whatever. Because we know the elk and you know, turkey as well, but I'm sure you have. Will you ever get them going, get them fired up, they hang up mm-hmm. 80, 100 yards, let them drift off, and get right to that spot where you know he'll come to again, yeah. and then... Yeah, and another thing, too, that's that's nice is if you got, like, him drifting off and you've got somebody to drop back, mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun part about hunting with three is you can get, well, I, I guess in our situation it would be two for people not filming, but it's like we got the shooter and camera, and then you've got that third guy as, like, a floater drop, drop back. Yeah. So it's like those two guys get to that spot, and then this guy... You know, maybe even he maybe even comes up a little bit to call and then drops back again while, you know, the shooter is up closer to where you know that bird will come up there. Comes back to that, that comfortable spot. Uh-huh. Talk about the place, placing calling. Like like being in a spot and then dropping back. Yeah, like I, I'd never seen that until the other day when you showed that video and you went up, got up to the edge of that ridge, got him hammering. I'd say I first started watching Ward do it, really. Mm-hmm. Just like calling up in a spot. Basically, you find your setup first, and you decide where you want the turkey to pop up, or where's a good place for you to get a shot at him, and you go out there and call. Yeah, and then you, you try not to say another word from from your tree. I mean, that's. I feel like at this point, yeah, that's the way I would prefer to do it. Is if you're gonna do that, you're just trying to create that scene out there in front, and it depends on how hot the turkey is too. Cause some turkeys you need to continually to call yeah. to other turkeys but like in the situation that we had in in uh, north carolina the the one you're referencing in that situation taking that tur- turkey's temperature if you will it was like this is what we need to do like he's coming no matter what at this point because like hayden and i were like 30 yards apart right on that terrain break and we're just going back and forth to each other and like we the day prior, we had seen turkeys right there. There's a ton of scratching right there. And when he starts just pow, 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 like cutting us off, it's like eh, he's probably committing. And then as he got close, as soon as he got closer, it's like, okay, let's get the setup. We got the setup and then moved up one more time. And you could definitely tell he was getting closer. And then it's just like, let him have it one more time and <laughs> tell Dayton, don't miss because he's coming. And, and <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always work like that because, I mean, yesterday, Ben and I got into a very similar spot, fresh turkey scratching from that day. Every time I'd go to it and call, the turkeys would go nuts, and then they would just kind of stop gobbling, and we weren't aggressive enough looking back because I was trying to get that same thing to happen where we could bring them right to that spot. But because I quit calling, I think that didn't make them commit. I think they, the, looking back on it, we should have been more aggressive with our calling. That's kind of what we, at the end of the day, when we're walking out, I always like to have like a little post-hunt breakdown. Like, what could we have done differently? And I think that was one thing that we both agreed. It's like, yeah, in that situation, we probably should have just been more aggressive. But, you know, it was one of those days where the turkeys were pretty fired up. You, you'd think maybe if there was a day that they would break, it would be today and you know, looking back on it, it should have just been a little bit more aggressive. But I do like that style, and it's something too. Like another thing, basically, the reason for it is just to not have the attention on your setup, right. especially yeah. when you got two when people got sitting the there with the big camera. It's like they can pinpoint you pretty easily a lot of times, especially if like 
you're calling right before they pop over the ridge like they got you pinned like they know which tree you're going to be on they know where to look you know but if you can do it you know somewhere away from your setup as they're farther away i think they can't another thing that's well. different than the placing that i really was doing last year that i learned from um pentecost when just from like listen to him talk and then there's been several little things that I picked up from listening to him just, like, ramble about turkeys. One of which is, like, offside of a mountain when it's windy. It's like, it's like, I heard multiple people be like, ah, oh, it was windy today. It's like, what'd you get on the downwind side of the mountain? Because we didn't hear any wind all day, you know, which is kind of our strategy. And learned that from Mike Pentecost. Another thing that I learned from him was um, that, like, when that day when Ward missed that turkey... Because you, mm-hmm. it was your fault. You gonna fall out, fall on that sword? No, <laughs> yeah. no. I remember, when, remember when Mike said it was, yeah. it was your fault? No, I was on him. I did my job. <laughs> Mike said it was cameraman's fault. Yeah, because uh, because he popped up and he was to the left and not wore bass if I was on him. I said just wait, and then he missed him. And and when when I we were telling Mike that I told him to just wait, he said, you know what you do when your cameraman says just wait. He says, you turn and shoot your cameraman. (laughs) (laughs) But but what he did that day was, he said, let's stand up here and drink our water. Uh The birds are gobbling. They were kind of responding to you guys. Uh, It was was a similar time. Like, the season feel was right about where it was, is right now where we're at. It's like the turkeys are with hens early in the morning, but if you just are patient and stay somewhere high, like we did middle of the day yep. you're gonna have a turkey that comes up to you and like yep. he gets alone he moves up to where he can be heard and hey and you know what that means sun come up sun come, come, up. Sun come up every day it's true every, every day, day the sun does come up for and, one and sometimes and two there's turkey a turkey comes up. coming up somewhere uh what was i getting? oh but my mic so this this is this is really something that i I'm proud of myself for because I don't have a lot of patience generally. I don't think of myself as having a lot of patience, but getting up on a place where you can cast a call and you're like looking at the map and you're saying, okay, from there, man, my call is going to go down that drainage, that drainage, out that finger, that finger. It's going to go across the hollow and hit those, those, those. You know, you're like maximizing that area that your call is going to touch. And you just stand up there and you just start slow. You build up the scene, and then you just be patient for like 20 minutes. And a lot of times, if one doesn't gobble within that sequence, they might gobble 10 minutes later. It happened to us today where we kind of split up on a high point where we found some sign. We knew that call was going to go out, I mean, 900 yards probably. And you just stand there and slowly build it up and chatter back and forth until finally I go, like way down in there. But it's like you're building this scene, and honestly, sometimes, sometimes, learning from Mike too, it's like if they respond, it's like you might just sit there, even if it seems insane that he would ever come up there. If there's sign there, it happened to us in Ohio a couple times last year with Keith and Jacob and I, where we'd be like way up on this high point, turkey would gobble like 500 yards away. And the next thing you know. Here he goes up to that spot. I'm sitting here smiling because it's so similar to getting a bull to go. Uh-huh. There's times where you're like, there's there's elk in this draw. Like, yeah. We know they're there. And it's not the first, not the second, not the third, fourth. It's the seventh, eighth bugle. You've been there for 15 minutes. And finally, he's been listening the whole time. 
Yeah. And he's like, fine, I'll answer back. What yeah. What is going on up there? Yeah. And then there he is. <laughs> just thinking if we would have just sat in that little... Oh, I know. <laughs> Today. I know. It was we a bad shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where, where those turkeys got killed, it was like... That's where we first were like, we can sit right here. Tell tell that unique story of today, because I feel like that is a unique one. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of wild the way it all went down, but it was it was windy, and just like you said, this turkey was on the on the lee side of the wind, out completely. When he dropped ten yards off that ridge, no one quiet, and uh, yeah. just said, "Hey, we should like get a box call out and see if we go and go." And he answered down the bottom, answered a few times, like right back, and so we started working out into him. And the spot we wanted to set up. To have the collar drop back, there's no way he would have hurt us because it was on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, like, all right, we'll try to get down a little bit. I know, below him. Should have done it. We try to get a little bit more like alongside the same, same level. If you're below him. And uh, <laughs> ended up getting the bird fine. going. Had a couple hens with him, and uh, yeah, it it got crazy real quick. There's a couple shots, a couple dead turkeys, and uh, yeah, here, let's hear about that. <sighs> Guys, so <laughs> we're, sitting there, we're sitting there and boom, boom. We're like, well, gigs up. You know, either he shot our turkey or shot a turkey nearby. Uh-huh. So we start walking up the bridge and we're gonna catch up to him. And we walk up there and uh, there's a gentleman sitting there with two dead turkeys. And he's like, yeah, I thought I was gonna double. I thought I was gonna get two, a long beard and a Jake. And he shot a long beard and a hen. And this is in a state where you can only shoot one turkey a day. So we're sitting there and just. We did the right thing, just kind of talked it out, and in hindsight, it was. It was I would have talked it out too if I'd have known he had a full magazine of ten rounds. Oh yeah, and then he's shooting like snow goose gun. I'm not kidding you. A white like I would have died to see that thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I like it. The gun was white. I white gun. And and I see a white gun. I'm thinking maybe that's just like, he can't put a white gun. And then we <laughs> Why go would there you and carry a white gun during turkey season? I mean, you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Looks cool. <laughs> looks it looks cool. cool. It also looks like a Tom's head coming up through yeah, the woods. A chilled out Tom coming up there looking for some companionship. And, <laughs> you know, you're, you're sitting there carrying a shotgun and a white barrel sticking up. Right by your head. Right by yeah. your noggin. And then he had the old mag extender. Oh, yeah. Full, like, barrel length. Jesus. Mag extender. It's like all the way up. The like, best part is he was surprised as hell to see us. Yeah. I mean, the we definitely kind of surprised no, he no. never called. He said he and he, he heard him. Also, he sniped him. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he heard, heard us calling him and just moved in on him. And then he <laughs> he sat. Did he thank y'all? No. So the first words out of his mouth. Well, I hope it didn't ruin your hunt. I'm like, oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we see this dead hen, you certainly did. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like Jeez. it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if it wasn't for the illegal portions of it, because. You know, it could have been an honest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think down, shot the long beard. He yeah. walked down, got in front of him, shot him. Whatever. You know, he we weren't in sight. He had a clear view of him. Wouldn't have been a huge deal. You know, it's public land. That stuff happens. But then the other things go into it, and just the, the ethics of it, and that's where it just it makes the whole situation more more frustrating. But we're just we're talking about. It. We're glad he didn't shoot those turkeys when they're forty yards above us on the road. You know, we shot them when they're. 80 to 100 yards of yeah. us on the road. Yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those frustrating deals. Um, ben and I had a real, a real weird one that I maybe mentioned down here, but maybe not. Last year, Kentucky. Oh, jeez. No. I don't know if I've told you this. Me may be new to this story. I think I've told everybody else, so I won't harp on it, but 
we had we had got up to a high point to park and eat some lunch in Kentucky. We could hear big, big valleys on either side of us. And uh, where we were parked, we were looking down the road, and about 100 yards, the road made a L. And as we're standing there, we're like standing on the road, just like talking. I haven't seen a vehicle go by. And this is like middle of public land, you know, there's, there's public everywhere. And um, <clears throat> we're standing at the road, and I'm like, dude, is that scratching? We listen for, you know, five more seconds. It's like, yeah, it's definitely scratching. So grab the gun, grab the camera, take off down that road, down towards where it L's and turns. We sneak in the woods, get a little set up where we're kind of laying behind. We got front cover, and we're laying behind it. We're facing right up to scratching. So the corner of the road is, like, straight behind us, and the turkeys are kind of, like, off our left shoulder. And, I don't know, we were sat there for probably 20 minutes listening to them scratch and just, like, weren't going to call. We were just, they were coming right towards us. You could tell they were just slowly getting closer. And it just got to a point where I thought I saw, like, you know, that mob, something just kind of go over. So they're close. I mean, they're in gun range. And, uh, just like, yeah. I think you heard it first. You're like, truck. And I'm like, that's not good. Sure enough, here comes the truck. Hudson down the road. Gets right to where the turkeys are. Slows down. Soon as it stops. Out the window, I got. Shot out of the window. So, immediately, like, we jump up. Turkeys ran. Saw them both dart, right? Wandered both of them dart through the woods. And we go right up to the guy and, like, Just like, dude, like, yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, man, you know, that's just bad timing. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, you know, bad timing for you or us, you know? Like, I'm not really sure. And, uh, I mean, luckily he didn't shoot towards us. It wasn't because he knew better. It was just simply the way it laid out. On that corner, he shot right at that corner. And he didn't know our truck was there because we we were, he stopped before the corner. And uh, he, you know, basically said, man, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just happy he didn't shoot us. And anyway, he leaves. And Ben just turns to me as, as he's driving away. He's like, dude, that guy's drunk as hell or something, you know. And it's just like, yeah, and he was. He'd been drinking. You could smell it on him. And his excuse was, his excuse was that, he needed to get back to work, and that's why he decided that he was going to shoot at this turkey or something. What's the wasn't it something like back to work? And Ben's like, he's going not going to work. That guy's drunk. <laughs> Saturday and then, jeez. Yeah. So that's 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 the weirdest illegal thing that's ever happened to me during turkey season. I would say where I was like, I mean, maybe you can shoot out of a vehicle in Kentucky, but I highly doubt it, and I would never recommend doing yeah, it. You know, I'd do that. Uh, what, what, have you seen any crazy stuff in all your time, John? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I've seen a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've had my decoy shot, and then how many times? Twice. And um, and that was years ago. Not when I was wired out, and. 
well not wired out like wired out maybe some of y'all listeners thinking that like i'm on dope or something but <laughs> i'm just high strung you know and uh i i turned around tactically on that guy and it was an old man you know and as soon as he seen me and seen my gun he dropped his and like, like was tore up and uh, he said he just went. Yeah, I ever want to see when I think I shoot a turkey and it's a decoy is Josh Elderton coming up on me. <laughs> yeah, Spinning it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ex Marine Josh Elderton just fired up. Yeah. He almost just got shot. Oof, I mean, that'd be scary. I've had a lot of, I mean, in 46 years and 30 years hunting. You know, pretty hardcore. I mean, I used to. I don't know. I mean, I, I've been hit by a bear twice. Um, hit by a bear. Define that for us. <laughs> like Not a bear here. ran into you. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> you can't downplay that. Something like, yeah, kinda, something kinda like kinda that. Like, no. you, can't just, you can't just breeze over that. It's not like I got no, hit by so, a bear. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a long list, probably. Jay, that that is on the with the Untamed too, and y'all see him in the videos. He uh, he'd never bear hunted, so he came out, and at the time he was just kind of fooling with cameras and video and just putting some personal stuff on Vimeo and he come but I said man you ought to just come run run bears with us he's like all right yeah I'll tag along so he brings all his camera stuff and I'm thinking dude you know this stuff is going to probably get broken here because <laughs> you know? I mean he's packing all the stuff we pack now I just didn't know that that's the direction I was moving in <laughs> and so, like the first day that we go, we catch a bear and it's over a high wall. And a high wall is like a big rock bluff from prior mining. And the, they're below the rock bluff. I was telling him about it today when we were looking over a rock bluff. And the, and the, the bear would come down the tree, the dogs would bite on it, it'd go back up the tree. And then one time it went back up the tree and a dog was on its hind end and it was going right up the tree. And like we were 40 feet and that bear and dog came eye level with us. And I was like, man, Cash is going to die. <laughs> and next thing you know, the bear couldn't hold them both up there. Slid straight back down the tree, landed straight on him. And I was like, man, I got to get down there. And I'm looking down that high wall and there are no drains, nothing to get down. And so I start looking and I was like, I'm gonna jump out on one of these poppers. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna shimmy down and get down there. And, hey, no uh, doubt. Like 40, 40 feet. <laughs> yeah, like 40 feet. And I told Craig, I said, hey, yes, if he comes down again, I said, just kill him. I said, I'm gonna get down there. And Jay was like, hey, how are you gonna get down there? I said, I'll be down there in just a second. <laughs> You're and, a fireman. Yeah, and I'm looking and I, there was a popper tree, probably an 18 inch tree. It's like 10 feet out from the wall. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I, said, I said, make sure your face goes to the side. Don't knock yourself out and then fall. And I run and jump on it and shimmy down to the tree and got down there and got the dogs tied back and stuff and ended up harvesting the bear. And I said, boys, y'all gonna have to get in here. Help me get this thing out. You know, I can't handle all these dogs in this bear. And they, they said, well, just guide us in. I said, well, go to Craig and Jay and 
I said, go about 40 foot to the left and jump on that popper and slide down. <laughs> and they said, okay, Rambo. You know, because where he fell first blood, when he jumped off the cliff and ripped his arm off and sewed himself up, you know. And uh, so Jay was like culture shock, yeah. you know, but he, he caught it all on video. But he was like culture shock. I said, dude, you want to come out tomorrow? And he was like, yeah, I'll come out tomorrow. So... We got on another bear chase, and I was... I that wasn't was, even you getting hit by a bear story? No, no, no. This is it. This is... This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> the setup. We're the next day. That's just you sliding this down the next day. Like That's just the Rambo story. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a story. That was just his build-up to the real story. Right, yeah, I mean, that's... So, I, I, even talking to Zach when we podcast, I always kind of preface something. But, you know, with I always tell this story building up to this one. Earlier, Noah asked what the uh, untamed was. We're, this is the untamed. Yeah. So, so we're at on, on another bear, and they, they got this bear on the ground. And uh, I said, come on, Jay. And he's like, should I take my gun? I was like, no, nah, don't worry about your gun. I said, I got a pistol. I said, they got it on the ground, this brush pile up here. And I could see the bear in the brush pile, and the dogs in front of it. And he said, what are you going to do? I said, just go over there. I said, I'm going to sneak up behind him and just, you know, point blank, I'm going to shoot him. And he's like, okay, okay. He's like, you know, okay, okay. And so I sneak up to him, and Jay, Jay's like behind me and down the hill, and I'm climbing up the hill. And so I'm walking in, and, you know, I, I packed a little 357 at the time, and I'm walking into this barren, and I, I take my hand, and I start putting it through the brush pile. And I'm, you know, I'm six, eight inches from his head, right? You know, you got to get against the fur. And uh, this bear, I guess I hit a limb or something. This bear turns. And I mean, I mean, snap. He comes out of that brush pile. <laughs> Did he hit me on my, like my left or right leg? I can't remember. But I mean, and I'm a pretty big old boy. And I mean, he flip-flopped me. Damn radio flew out. My <laughs> GPS flew out. But as he was running to me, I was just firing. I mean, point blank. And uh, so I get up, and I, I went, whoo! <laughs> you know, I was stoked. You know? And I looked down, at, and I forget that Jay's with me, and it's only his second time bear hunting. I looked down at Jay, and he's like, <laughs> and I was like, you okay? I said, we got to go. And, and he was like, my foot. And I was like, what? He said, you shot my boot. And I said, nah, man. I said, you're okay. He's like, nah, I don't know if I am. And I said, dude, you're fine. And as the bear was coming out, like, Jay was right here. And this bear's coming out, and I'm shooting, and it's, you know, steeper in a mule's face. And when I, I guess when I'm pulling the trigger, the bear's coming right beside me. I let a flyer go. <laughs> And it went on the outside of his boot. It just grooved the leather. <laughs> yeah. God's honest truth. And, like, he's in shock. <laughs> but I was like, you know, we got to go. And so, the, you know, I ended up wounding it. And But, I mean, he was alive and well. And we chased him back across the holler, and he went in his mind breaking. There was an old man we used to hunt with. He still bear hunts. His name was Junior Amshire. And they got him back in this mind break, and there's a couple of dogs back there. And, and we were at the mouth of the mind break. And uh, and for the listeners, that's a just a crack in the earth where they've mined underground and, and the earth's moving the mountaintop and it just comes apart. Well, 
we're all up there and we're like I, and i'm still you know wired out and i didn't i didn't want to go in the mine break and i said junior there's dogs in there and he just like grabs his pistol and he just walks right in the mine break after and i'm like there's only one way in one way out <laughs> and like the bear breaks out and junior you know, he's 60 years old at the time he he looked like the American ninjas, you know, when they they jump off and they have to grab the ball, <laughs> you know, and then walk up the wall with no steps. Junior jumped up, grabbed his forty-five, and shot right between his legs and hammered him, yeah. dropped him, <laughs> and like it's like folklore stuff. Like everybody says, my Junior, he's the best. <laughs> you remember when Junior did this? And I mean. He's done it two or three times. He just walks in and amongst them. I mean, just written to know. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, Junior. And get, then get someone's sun's coming up. Huh? Get someone's sun's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then my buddy that climbed the tree to you know sex check that mountain line. He went right up in the tree with it. it was six six seven feet from it. I was like, something's wrong with folks. <laughs> you know. Why do why do you feel that you need to climb up the tree? <laughs> the thrill, man. It sounds like so. It sounds like when you when you uh, got hit by that bear. It sounds like when somebody would either I would hit somebody really hard or they would hit me really hard in a football game. I'd jump up and be like, "Whoa!" Yeah, because it's just like yeah. man, that just gets me fired up. Yeah. No matter if I'm getting hit or they're getting hit, it's like that's just. It yeah, I mean, fun sometimes, you know. <laughs> when you, I mean, when you poke the bear, you know, things will happen. You know, <laughs> Chad got jumped on three or four years ago. We had one tree, and he was telling me we had all the dogs tied up to the underside of the tree because we wanted if he'd come out, we just wanted him run uphill. And he said, "Josh, you better watch down there." I said, "Dude, I got all the dogs. The bear's not coming this way." Well, he just steps away from the tree like 10 feet because he barely just comes down. He might stare at you for a minute, but he's just catching his breath and then he'll just go on up the hill and he's coming down and Chad's going, hey, bear, hey, bear. And it comes down, he goes, go, bear. And by God, the bear go. He come right at him <laughs> and Chad turned to jump over the hill and when he turned over the hill, he faced back up with the bear and the bear landed dead on top of him. I mean, all fours. And they rolled over a couple of times. I said, oh, God. <laughs> and Chad threw him off the second tumble. And, man, he jumped up and let out a big cry, you know, big cry. And I was like, man, I said, you okay? And he said, oh, Lord, yeah. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> Lord, yeah. You know, uh, another buddy of mine got his Achilles bit. I mean, when you play with them, you know. They're they're furious animals when you get them cornered, <laughs> but they're you know they're fun. Yeah. I mean those guys crawl back in holes for mine mine holes. I mean, it's a that's wild. Yeah, it's, it, I mean it's it, it's not quite like spotting and stalking, but that's something I want to do. What you all do? Well, what's the state motto? Wild and wonderful, right, West Virginia? Yeah, man, that's pretty wild, and it's wonderful. <laughs> that's right. It is. <laughs> I like it here. I don't think there's anything that could top that. No. <laughs> That's a wrap. Bedtime. <laughs> yeah, we should go to sleep. Yeah. Eleven oh six. Getting oh, up yeah. at what time, boss? Uh four forty five. Four forty five. Y'all are gonna be late.
Dude, I like getting there. I like, I like getting there. <laughs> Getting there a little late. 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 Getting there a little late.